Welcome to the BWFA Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast series brought to you by Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. This podcast is informational and not a specific recommendation. Please consult with your financial advisor. Hi, this is Larry Post, Senior Tax and Planning Advisor at Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. In this episode of Tax Talk, a subject matter that was sent in to us that someone was interested in was regarding what happens if you're single with or without children versus married with or without children. Should you plan differently for retirement, your estate, are there income tax differences with people who are unmarried without children? as opposed to those that have children. So unfortunately, it's a very great question and it sounds like it's an easy question and I think the answer is gonna be a less exciting than people think. But let's start with the first thing I would ask those clients from the planning or investment uh, perspective is what are your goals and objectives? And when I say that is you know, married couples, unmarried with children, Sometimes their goals are to leave their children some sort of legacy, whether it's a specific amount of money, what's ever left to my estate, they have somebody to leave it to. And with unmarried individuals with no children, the question becomes, do you want to leave money and to who? Is it nieces and nephews? Is it cousins? Is it charity? Or I have no real desire to leave any money when I pass, so therefore my spending may be different. I can spend down my assets. I'm not concerned about having anything left as opposed to people with children. Whether they're married or unmarried, they may have some different opinion of where their money should go. So that would be the first question I'd ask people. So there's no set, this is what you do if you're unmarried with no children. This is what you do if you have children, whether you're unmarried or married. Um, And even married couples, you know, a married couple with no children, They may want to leave something to the first spouse and the second spouse may say, hey, I no longer have a need to leave any assets. So it really is about what you want to do and there's no set plan in place. From an income tax perspective, probably not a major factor. Uh, Typically, the tax brackets for married couples are half uh, for a single individual. Obviously, if a single individual has children when they're younger in life, there are filing statuses that are more advantageous to a single individual with younger children. But once your children are of age and move out, uh, filing single versus filing married typically um, are about the same. The rates typically are just, you know, the tax brackets are about one half. Though there are some parts of the code that we don't necessarily favor married individuals. And we call that the marriage penalty, unfortunately, that's built into the code because there are some parts uh, of phase outs. Let's say you want to contribute to a Roth IRA or you're part of a a profit sharing plan or pension plan at work and you want to put into a traditional IRA. There are income limitations on whether you can make those contributions. And you would think that a single individual and then a married couple would be double and they're not. The married threshold is not double the single threshold and therefore it limits what a married couple may be able to do as opposed to two single individuals. So um, from a single perspective, not a major factor there. Now, if we look at the estate tax uh, and what goes on there, 
um, you know, the estate exemption amount right now is uh, 11.7 million per, ind per individual. So you get that advantage. Obviously, if you're a married couple, the first to die, you can leave everything to your spouse. The spouse doesn't pay any estate tax, nothing's due. And now the uh, surviving spouse not only gets their 11.7 million, but conceivably could get whatever the other spouse didn't use of their 11.7 million. So yeah, there are some advantages there, um, but the thought process is maybe a married couple has more assets, maybe not. There are many single individuals that have plenty of money and therefore only are entitled to that one exemption amount. So in planning for single individuals, same with married couples, is really what do you want to do with your assets upon your death? I think where you get into issues as an unmarried individual is if you don't have any children, now the questions become, who do I want to be my executors of my estate? If I have a trust, who would I want to be trustee? Now I have to rely on possibly other family members, whether it be cousins, nieces, nephews. We typically, as you get older, want your executor or trustees to be one generation below you. So you're not dealing with the, the individual you name not being able to serve, whether it be due to age, incompetency, or they may be deceased prior to you and you've never changed your documents. So we typically look for a generational difference. And so the question is, do you have nieces and nephews or other people that you would hire? Sometimes single individuals then default to using a third party corporate trustee because they don't want to involve family members that aren't as maybe close. So those issues that unmarried individuals without children may run into determining who is going to take care of my affairs when I pass. And just a quick story, my wife is in the process now. Her, uh, her mother's co first cousin passed away, uh, no children, never married, um, and ended up leaving his entire estate and trust and everything to um, his, all his first cousins, and if his first cousins were not alive, it went to their children. So now this is being split by 13 people, which does not make it easy, obviously. Um, but those are the things you have to think about. If you have children, it may be an easier case for them to take care of you in sickness. If you don't have children, who's gonna take care of you, of you if you get sick? Who, have you, who, who is willing to do that? So I think those are the key there. Uh, another thing is obviously you can't defer taxes on let's say IRAs and retirement assets on the first to die. Like you can if you're married couple, you leave your IRA to your spouse and therefore the income taxes get deferred. Why? Because now your spouse takes it out over their lifetime. If you're not married, it's going to whoever you leave as beneficiary of those assets and it will be taxed quicker. So planning for retirement, you still, as a single individual, need to plan for retirement. You still need to think about what you're going to spend and what your assets are. No different than a married couple. There's just two people there. Here's this one person. A uh, married couple and then the first passes away. Now that person is a single individual and that person typically is older, um, may not have any children. And so the same scenario holds for somebody who never got married now. You're a single individual. What do you want to happen to your assets if you don't have any children and that's not where you're leaving it to? So it's all about really going back to my beginning point of what are your goals and objectives and really working through there and then deciding what's gonna happen. It may require a little bit more thought 
if you're unmarried, never been married, never had children, because now it's who do you want those assets to go to? Is it going to be split evenly between cousins? Is it not? Were you closer with one set of cousins than others? And if one finds out and the other one didn't get anything, what happens there? So it probably requires a little bit more thought than I have two kids, I have three kids, I'm going to leave it to them. And then you don't have to worry about the extended family. So again, we'd be more than willing to talk to you about what planning looks like. There are a few things you can do. Uh, differently as a you know unmarried single individual um, and you may just need a little bit more thought process and on the income tax side um, typically uh, a single individual versus a married couple where one uh, I, one person uh, passes away that person becomes a single individual and you're in the same uh, tax circumstances so um, I hope you enjoyed this I know uh, really to be more specific uh, it would be great to sit down and talk with anybody that's interested. Again, at Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors, we do comprehensive financial planning, uh, investment advisory work, as well as tax advisory and tax preparation. And we work with our clients on a very holistic uh, basis, looking at what ultimately they want for their assets during retirement and after they pass. Have a good day. Thanks for listening. For questions, more information, or to schedule a conversation, please contact Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Past performance is no measure or guarantee of future returns. Investing in securities involves risk, including the risk of principal. The securities and services mentioned here may not be suitable for every investor. You should discuss these with your advisor prior to making a final determination based on your risk tolerance, your investment objectives, and your financial situation. Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor.